The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. play two games the Raptors lose two games welcome everybody to the hoop ball Toronto Raptors podcast as always I am joined here today by Kieran Smythe welcome back and Ben Harrison good morning everybody and I am Brendan Hodgins. You can follow us on the podcast at Hoopball Raptors. That's on Instagram and Twitter. And Ben, tell the people how they can find you. Yeah, Twitter and Instagram. You can find me. Same thing on each one. It's at Benny and the Raps. Kieran, where should the people look? Uh, Instagram at KDilla1981 and on Twitter at K underscore Dilla. And you can mosey on over to the mothership hoop-ball.com for all things basketball. Fantasy, DFS, betting advice, and so much more. At, or sorry, hoop-ball.com. And sorry, I forgot to mention, you can follow us on the podcast at hoopballraptors. That's both Instagram and Twitter. Well... Yeah, two games, two losses. Now, it's sort of kind of what we were looking for there, at least Kieran for sure. <laughs> but uh, the two, you know, kind of close ones, but still, you know, same results. The Raptors kind of came up sleepwalking in both of them and then tried to make a bit of a comeback. Uh, this New York game here on Sunday, I know we talked during the day that day, so uh, we kind of, you know, bypassed it, not ex- exactly on purpose, but couple guys resting, and then it seemed like a couple other guys were playing, but not really playing early on. Uh, Kieran, was there something specific from that game that you thought you need to mention? Um, not overly. It was a pretty traditional game as far as um, the Raptors go, you know, with our starters all performing reasonably well, and then not much assist from the, uh, or help, I should say, from the, uh, the bench. Um, so yeah, that was a game. The first game we saw Cam Birch, who didn't you know do a whole lot in that game, but not unexpected to uh, for a brand new guy in a new team. So um, yeah, it wasn't a very interesting game overall. It's the stuff we usually see from the Raptors. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. A good game from Trent. Uh, Malachi wasn't there too much. Um, had a bit of playing time, but only six points. So. Uh, Really, like that's those are the interesting things to keep an eye on these days is what the new guys are doing and how they're fitting in. Um, same with Freddie Gillespie, didn't had just under ten minutes, didn't do a whole lot, but again, you gotta cut those guys some slack while we incorporate them into the lineup. So yeah, that was a pretty uninteresting game for the most part. What we expected, little push at the end, like you said, and uh, nothing came from it. But that's a good thing. So um, yeah, we got the result <laughs> we wanted, or I wanted. Uh, ben, is there something out of this game that uh, you think specifically needs to get talked about, or is it kind of like uh, Kieran said, steady as she goes? Um, yeah, well, the highlight of my night was uh, R.J. Barrett made that big shot at the end to kind of seal it on the Raptors. You know, <laughs> oh. I know we're cheering for the Raptors in theory, but uh, it was kind of a nice moment. He had he had been Helps kind of on your fantasy all night. team. That too, that too. But uh, but yeah, Maybe just he had been off all know. night. And then, yeah, he got that big shot uh, and actually made one at the end. It's kind of sealed the deal. So good for him. I know his uh, his dad was on the TSN broadcast there all night, so they were kind of uh, keying in on him 
throughout the whole game. Uh, but not much else in that game. Like Kieran said, pretty uninteresting. Uh, it was the first time we saw Kyle Lowry back there, and he kind of did exactly what Brendan said he was going to do. And uh, he came in and played, what, 38 minutes, I think, and like was diving on the floor and doing everything he could to win. So and shame on you, Mr. Lowry. He needs a rest the next day, you know, like, geez, what's this guy doing? You're old. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing to us? Yeah. <laughs> uh, for shame, was- for shame. Good to see for you, but uh, Chris Boucher had a you know another decent game there. He did that night, but um, yeah, I know. We got <laughs> yeah, yeah, there yet. Hold on. He's yeah, doing we'll that get into that later, game, I guess. But, <laughs> show up. But yeah, he game. did. Uh, he did put it together. He had uh, I think what 14, 14 rebounds, four blocks in that one. So that was a nice night for him. But uh, yeah, I'll take a big rebounding night for him, anybody. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but uh, on that note, like Siakam disappeared for that game after having a pretty good game the game before, and then obviously we'll get to the next one. Uh, yeah, Gary Trent with a decent game as well. Uh, it, mm-hmm. You know, New York's a pretty big team. They essentially have like three centers on at all times, so it's not surprised yeah. the Raptors got beat up a little bit here. Um, yeah, do we really feel like there's anything else we specifically want to discuss from this game? Uh, one big thing, you know, Aaron Baines, no minutes. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Baines no and Stanley minutes. Johnson, yeah. That's what Two you get. Two games in a row, they didn't get any last That's night That's what you either. get when yeah. you play the way you've been playing. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I know what the new guys we got. That's, uh, you know, those guys are going to have to fight to earn back any minutes. So, And especially with, you know, probably not looking to them to, the, to be the future of this team in any way, then it's, you know, no, we'll give all the time we can to, yeah. to guys who are basically, you know, trying out at this point, so... Yeah, yeah so I, um, I found a, uh, a funny Twitter account uh, online. It's called the, uh, the Unofficial Aaron Baines Fan Club. Okay. And it's, start- <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hilarious, but uh, it's worth checking out. But it started back in, like, the Phoenix days. But uh, they have, like, 80,000 followers or something. That's hilarious. Uh, but anyway, he's, it's been, whoever runs the account has been like... Yeah, well, they've been beefing with Toronto Twitter lately, so um, just after uh, the last game, they said, isn't it nice for the Raptors fans? You know, they moved to Tampa Bay, they got burned by COVID, the whole coaching staff was out, they've got injuries up and down, but Raptors fans have decided that everything is Aaron Baines' fault. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's just not helping, you know, that's all. No, I was happy to see that zero on a sheet. (laughs) Yeah, and it's a guy that, like he's probably not part of the future plans, right? So it's easy to rig on him, and then when he's gone, he can be like, good riddance, there mm-hmm. we go. See, brand new future. It's like, we'll find a new excuse next year. You can get mad at Siakam all you want, but he's going to be here for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think this is what people should be expecting coming forward. The Raptors are going to start experimenting, putting different guys out there and seeing what they got, right? So if you're looking for the Raptors to be putting their best, quote-unquote, five guys out on the front every single time and playing them big minutes, it's probably not going to happen. I mean, yeah. Lowry's probably still going to play 40 minutes a game because Nurse isn't going to tell him he can't. Apparently, yeah. Um, yeah, this is a game where Siakam kind of disappeared a little bit, um, but it's been surrounded mostly by good games, and I think that's just going to happen sometimes. Back-to-back, too. Yeah, in the um, in the Hawks game, um, we saw some, like you were saying, those, those lineups. There was a few times where I just was just... Looking, I didn't didn't. Rec- I think I recognized Siakam on the court, and everyone else was a new face. And I was like, "Wow, okay, interesting." So uh, we're definitely we're seeing that after that game, we saw a lot more uh, 
creative lineups and seeing what was working and things. And some of them were pretty positive. So, I mean, we'll get into that shortly, but, um, yeah, yeah that's the so, future uh, for now. Yeah. Nick's take this one, one Oh two to 96. Uh, yeah, it's one of those Raptors didn't have it coming in early. They tried to make a run of it a little bit late and didn't really work out. One positive note, third quarter, they actually won by 12 points, but they lost every other one. So it doesn't really matter. Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I think that's about all we have to uh, really get into about this game. You know, we can do callbacks to it, but uh, let's move uh, move forward a little bit here to the Atlanta Hawks without Trey Young, Raptors without Lowry or Van Fleet or a couple of the other guys that they've been missing uh, as of lately. But uh, kind of predictable ending as well here. Raptors mm-hmm. take it on the chin a little bit, lose 108 to 103. They, you know, decent first quarter, and then they just kind of lost it in the second and never really regained form. So, uh, decent first ben, quarter minus the the zero for ten three point shooting start that we oh, had. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, ben, was there something in this game that you specifically really uh, think that we should focus on? Or? Uh, not uh, nothing too crazy. You know, we got to see uh, Ken Birch kind of spread his wings a little bit. Um, yeah, no Kyle Lowry. I kind of figured that was because they were sitting him um, for the first half of the back-to-back so he could face off against DeMar DeRozan tonight. I assume that's what they were thinking. That makes um, sense. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but still, like, they're not going to come right out and say it, uh, that they're tanking. You know, you never can. It's voodoo or whatever in, uh, in sports. But uh, that's definitely what they're doing, right, resting the starters. There's at least one starter resting every night now, it seems, for – mysterious ailments but um, I don't know they're still fighting out there like we saw it last night towards the end of the game they went well Malachi Flynn went on a huge run pretty mm-hmm. much um, I think it was a 12-0 run just by himself yep. personal run yeah 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 so um, so they're still fighting you know it got within four points I think towards the end but other than that the game was never really going in our favor the one thing I thought was funny was uh, Toronto came into it as one point favorites last night which is kind of crazy. I don't know what's uh, what's going on with the odds makers in Vegas, but um, you can make yeah, a lot of money right no now betting against the Raptors. Yeah, no Trey Young, no John Collins, whatever. But uh, but still, just still if you're watching how the Raptors are playing, yeah, it's the Raptors. So they... Yeah, yeah. All I have to say is twenty five point six percent from three. They're going to lose every time if they do that. Yeah, especially. I mean, you can do that if you take you know four. You can't exactly do that, but you can pretty much do that if you do four and win. But, you know, if we're chucking up uh, 39, I guess, yeah, um, that's never going to win that way. Yeah, and it's one of those games, uh, like, you know, no Lowry, no Fred Van Vliet, so your three-point shooting is going to be down a little bit anyways. But I find sometimes, uh, like, a guy like Gary Trent, he'll just start putting them up because he kind of feels like that's what he should be doing. Yeah. And when they're hitting, like, sometimes, like, he makes shots that you're like, wow, that was that was incredible, but you make see them make the same shot, you know, seven out of ten times. It's not going to go in because they're kind of sort of off balance, fade away, you know, jumpers, right? So yeah, they weren't all good shots. You know what I mean? Some a lot of those yeah. shots that he was taking the three pointers, zero for seven. Um, yeah, they weren't you know wide open, good looks or anything like that. It was him trying to create or do a little step back and. Yeah, he hits those some games, but you got to realize at some point when that's not working for you and switch it up a bit. 
Um, that was one of the sort of my biggest takeaways from this game was, yeah, this was one of those Trent's been a little bit of up and down. He's has a good game and then or a couple good games, but then he'll end up with a game like this where uh, he's got to figure out a way to still contribute a bit more um, when the shots aren't going down kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, this was a low assist it, game. He had two, you know, I mean, we got to get the ball moving. Um, Siakam, this is a great game for Siakam, actually sort of leading the team. Um, seven assists from him. We only had three from Flynn. That was, you know, as great as a game as Flynn had, I'd say the only thing is I'd like to see those assists at least doubled. Um, just because like, he's been doing really good with that the last few games. And, um, uh, yeah, it's tough to, you know, I'm just nitpicking. He did a great game, but the only thing I would say from him is just a bit more assists. Um, there was a play at the end of the game. I think there's like, I don't know, a minute and a half left. We were down by eight. Um, Siakam sort of led the fast break, passed it out to Flynn, to Boucher on the, the wing, who did just the worst air ball, you know, step oh, back I saw that. three. Yeah. Oh, and I was just like, I was about 15 it. feet to the left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you, okay, guys, that's not a good shot. And that's sort of the thing, like, you know, with Boucher disappearing this night. Um, it's because of things like that. Like, that's not what we need from you. And, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, some of that yeah. has to do with Capella, too, right? Like, yeah. the Raptors didn't lose. The Raptors, I think, won the rebound battle, yeah. and a yeah. guy on their team had 21 rebounds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we won it by. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we only yeah. won it by one or two, I think. Uh, three, but it was still a low. Like, we had 42, they had yeah. 39. Our average is like around 41, 42. So it's, you know, wasn't a great rebounding game for us, but we did technically win it. Um, well, when you shoot an air ball, there's no rebound. <laughs> uh, um, I, I did put down like Boucher. Yeah, he's just, his inconsistency is just becoming hilarious. So I wrote down um, his scoring totals for the, for all the games in the month of April. He's actually played in all of them. Starting with uh, the first game in April, he's had 10 points, then 8 points, then 19, 38, 9, 17, and then 4 last wow. night. Wow. All you over know? the place. Yeah, so you just, you really never know what you're going to get. But uh, I read a, um, I shouldn't even read it yet. I sort of, a, I start, I just saw the headline. I'm going to read it after this. But um, I saw an article which was discussing starting Boucher over, or sorry, starting Birch over Boucher. Um, for the near future, and I thought that was actually a pretty interesting, you know, uh, thing to consider. Um, time can still be split up, but maybe it might work out better for Boucher coming off the bench like that. And uh, Cambridge had a great night for us, like just doing exactly what he needs to do. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't an outstanding night by any stretch, otherwise. But if he comes and gives us that every night, like that's perfect. That's exactly what we need: seven rebounds. Um, five for five from two no five for four and um one for two from three that i could probably do without that's his <laughs> yeah, i was just gonna say career. Like, man. yeah i was thinking I about you and i saw him shoot it and he hit it and then like um i forget if it was jack or um matt but um they said oh you're gonna come and play for the raptors you're gonna do that and i'm like no yeah. no everyone else could do that like can we just have one guy that doesn't do that <laughs> Just give me one. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how and why that happened because he doesn't take many threes or if that's like someone sat him down before the game and said, listen, we shoot threes here. You're expected to do the same. But anyways, good for him. Um, we'll see what the future holds as far as three-point shooting from him. But um, as long as he's not forcing up more than, you know, one or two a game. And, I mean, it was a wide-open three. So I guess if they're going to let you do that, you take your shot and see what happens. But, uh, no, otherwise it was a great game from him. And uh, I think... He could have a pretty good future here as a, uh, a role player, if not like a starter for the meantime. So, 
As long as they don't have him and Boucher on the floor at the same time, because then they'll be speaking French, and, you know, it'll just get confusing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I think I told you guys, but before, because Ibaka spoke both French and uh, Spanish, so when Gasol was on with him, he would (laughs) speak Spanish to Gasol, and when Siakam was on with him, he'd speak French to Siakam. And I can only imagine how confusing that was for all the guys that only spoke English out there. Yeah, and they're supposed to be coordinating the defense. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Especially if they're both on and he's, you know, vibrating between Spanish and French back and forth. Well, I did have uh, uh, the fun fact of the day. um, I looked it up. Um, What's his name? Ken Birch is only the sixth Canadian ever to play for for our country's only team here, which was lower than I thought. But I did find out Rick Fox is indeed a homegrown Canadian. So how about that? (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. A couple of things. Yeah, going back to the assists, that's kind of a you know a trend that's coming out here. I know that has a lot to do with uh, not having Lowry and Freddie, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of what you're looking for Malachi to do. Like it's not necessarily something that you're going to see a lot from Gary Trent because he's more of a shooting guard. Yeah. But early on, you could really tell that uh, Flynn was kind of forcing it a little bit here. Yeah. He missed most of his first couple shots. Really, his stat line all came in the fourth there. But um, again, it is one of those things. If you're, you know, passing to guys to make threes and they're breaking them, that's going to lower the assist. I'm sure, yeah, bit. over seven from Trent. You know, that uh, I'm sure a few of those came from from Flynn. It would have helped him normally get the extra couple of assists. So one for five. Yeah, both Siakam and Ananobi one for five, shooting twenty percent. Like that's uh, it's painful. And but I think this is something that we talked about before, and everybody out there, you know, you, you can't just start saying hey you have to stop shooting from three unless they completely want to change their offense right so they're just trying to keep it this is what we like to do normally you wouldn't you'd, you'd have see probably taking a couple less threes you'd like and you'd have more like lowry and uh, van fleet out there taking those but yeah yeah it's a tough one like yeah so but that's the raises a question like if you get rid of your guys who shoot steady clip from three and replace them with guys who don't shoot threes you still want to keep the number of threes up or do we like you know retool yeah. things a little bit right like i know we do that but some of these guys have the ability to to drive bring it to the net like you know do that because if you take yeah. out the threes from a lot of these guys they've had you know respectable numbers it was just just felt like they had to hit those threes right and i mean i get it like that's the shooter mentality it's like now i'm going to shoot one of these is going to fall and then you're going to you know go on a little bit of a run or something catch fire but uh <clears throat> You know, that's you know, living by the three and dying by the three. So, yeah, I put that down too. Like, uh, we only had yeah six assists in the first half, and we were shooting four for twenty uh, from deep at that point. And it's like, yeah, you can't blame it all on guys not making their shots. Like, um, you just got to be able to find those easier passes. Yeah, just guys cutting to the rim, like the easy feeds um, under the basket to you know, the two new big men we have. You can't just be relying on swing passes around the perimeter and everything. And I know we're short on, um, you know, like Freddie and Kyle, they're twofold, right? They're our best shooters, but they're also our best distributors. So it's uh, it's kind of working against us in two ways. Like, you can kind of blame some of the shooting woes on that too because when you're not getting your feeds from Kyle Lowry and you're getting them instead from Gary Trent, yeah, the balls are coming knees. to the same spot. But, yeah, yeah, exactly, so... Yeah, a lot more difficult to make that shot when it's not, you know, right in the pocket. Yeah, yeah. Kieran was right, though. I'd like to see a little more uh, playmaking from Pascal Siakam. I know he had a great game, but uh, 
But uh, yeah, he should be getting more guys involved when uh, when everybody's uh, out of the lineup like that. I think. In general, that's fair. But no, yeah, he did have a yeah seven assist game. So this in this case, he did a little bit of it. But um, overall, I definitely uh, agree with that, especially with the guys out. But um, yeah, Flynn's been doing a good job of that lately. So um, he's still overall like positive things from our young guys for the most part. Yeah. Um, Gillespie didn't get a whole lot of time, but you know, wasn't awful. Um, Looked like he needs to work on his hands a little bit. He kind of, you know, bumbled a couple of passes that were given to him and stuff down low. But we started making a lot of, like, there's just a bit of congestion down low. So we might have two or three guys down there, and they're trying to, you know, someone picks up the dribble or gets an offensive rebound, and then just some awkward pass to another guy down low. And uh, that's not always working out for us. But um, still, he's uh, kind of doing what, you know, expect from him in his second second game, third game. I think he played Friday. Second game for, or third game for, for Frisbee. Yeah, yeah, so, um, you know, not awful and only played, you know, just under 12 minutes. So um, for all the things we're sort of looking for these games, for, we're not looking to come out with wins, just sort of gauge players and things like that. So I think there's a lot of positives. Uh, even Hood didn't have a great game, but it was still um, lots of energy, um, you know, six rebounds, so that helps. But uh, six rebounds yeah. in only 17 minutes or 18 minutes, so... He's playing his way back to when it comes to something like a hip injury, uh, you know, you, you basically you're just sitting down. You, you can't even really work out mm-hmm. while you're off. So yeah. it's going to take a couple of games. Yeah. But no, I like his hustle overall. And uh, yeah, he's doing well. The best yeah, pass of the th- night was um, at the end of the first half. Did you see that? Oh, Solomon man. Hill yeah, through the yeah. touchdown. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Full, full, full court. court just grabs it in the air. Yeah, exactly. A little layup, <laughs> some spin on it, a little bit of English. That was uh, that was wild. I just, like just shook my head in disbelief for a minute after that one, but yeah, no, it was beautiful. Yeah, the one thing that'd be nice uh, as you know, Raptors fans, if we had a little bit more information um, about some of the injuries, like Fred Van Fleet, right? He's been out with a strained hip essentially, but we haven't basically heard nothing about other than he went for an MRI and it was clean. So there's no real timetable other than day to day, but that probably has a lot to do with. They want to see what they have and Flynn and Gary Trent, right? So yeah. we might Just not see tank. him back. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I... The, the tank, right? So, like, you got to see what you have in the players, especially because there's some of these guys like, you know, Gary Trent, they got to decide whether or not they're going to sign him or, you know, attempt to sign him in the mm-hmm. offseason, right? So, yeah. I mean, you, you don't make that trade with the intention of not signing a guy, but, you know, if he's... You want to make sure it works out in the end. And, I mean, so far it's looking pretty good, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, even his down games, he tends to play pretty good defense. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, hopefully as time, he's still young, only been in a few years, so hopefully as time goes on, you know, the down games will, you know, it'll just average out a little bit. You know, they'll lift up the low ones. He'll still have the odd, you know, 40-whatever point breakout crazy game, but uh, just a little bit of your consistency, maybe a bit more decision-making, but again, that all comes with time and experience, so... It's great to see him getting like all these minutes and uh same with Flynn, you know, like that's that's how you develop guys. So it's good that we get the opportunity to do that and we're not trying to, you know, play our best, put our best foot forward and squeeze into the playoffs for no reason. So um yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm curious to see what we do tonight, um, with Lowry back, but um it worked out pretty well yeah, last right. time. So the biggest thing last time we were like I was saying is just the bench disappeared when Lowry was in. Um, so we had good games from only the starters and nobody else. So it'll be cool to see if we can get, 
some good bench production from these other guys and uh, with Lowry in. So yeah, there you go. Assuming uh, he's playing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because yeah. he was sitting with rest is what basically like injury management, I believe, is what they call it. Now. Yeah, yeah, it's usually um, on the back end of the back to back, but like you yeah. said, is probably the he wants to play against Demar and all that. So yeah, which is fair. And uh, I have seen some stuff just about Lowry, how people are you know cautiously optimistic that by sitting him a little more often and managing his time, it means that he's more likely to resign in Toronto because they're like you know treating him well. Mm. Yeah, it worked with Kawhi, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but everybody knew with Kawhi what was going to happen there. (laughs) The whole idea was to get the championship, and then that happened. And, you you know, he he didn't exactly make it a secret that his plan was to go to L.A. No, I guess not. We all thought he was going to the other L.A. team. I didn't think he was going anywhere. I don't know. I don't understand the mentality of winning a championship <laughs> with a team, having a year like that with, you know, the stories that came out of it, some of the shots and then being like, yeah, nah, the I'm going to go. Yeah. You know, I'm just not, nah, this is, this was fun, but like, nah, I'm going to go somewhere else. Like, no, you defend that title. I don't get that. Like just, he's a that, bit of a different cat. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We've known that since day one, but that blew my mind. I was like, really? That's what you want to do. And then like, look at the seasons he's had since like, mm. I don't know, man. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty and all, but I feel like, uh, you know, you could have still done what you're doing now after, you know, the follow-up season when we had pretty much the same squad would have been, you know, favorites or close to it. But here we are. Here we are. Well. Yeah, I saw yeah, some, there you go. some uh, I don't know how seriously to take it, but someone reported on Twitter there that the Golden State Warriors are going to take a run at him this offseason. So I don't even want to think about that. But <laughs> Well, luck, there was luck. reports about us taking a run at him too, right? Like the whole idea was that that's why they created all this space was he's a restricted uh, free agent. I think Paul George is too. The idea would somehow you know, woo both of them over. Yeah, they did resign George, but uh, Kawhi's going to... Oh, okay. Make him sweat, I guess. Yeah. Oh, of course he's Kawhi. Um, yeah, big. Uh, you know, a couple of there's three more games this week, but we have one of our early podcasts here again. So Ben, uh, you see anything uh, that people should be taking a look at as far as betting goes? You know, the oh, chef's boy, corner put here. Put me on the spot here. Not really, except all. I mean, I hate to say it, but always bet against the Raptors these days. I don't get the <laughs> lines. I think. Um, you know, uh, we've lost against the spread. I don't know how many times in a row here, but at least five. So, bet against the Raptors. Uh, the most entertaining game is, uh, ironically, you haven't said this in a while, but the Pelicans and the Knicks tonight should be a pretty good one to watch. And uh, that's just about even money right now. I'd probably go with the Pelicans, but uh, who knows? Who knows? Speaking of the Pelicans, that stat I posted to you guys from uh, Crazy Stats, Zion Williams. Oh, yeah. The all-time leading score for per 36 minutes is crazy. Yeah, I wish they were on TV more. Like, I haven't been able to see that much of him this year, and he's yeah. putting together an all-time campaign in his whatever second season. Yeah, yeah, kind of quietly, too. Like, you see, obviously, I mean, you see some highlights, and it's not that quietly, but um, not, like, just having, like, insane great games all over the place, just, like, steady, consistent, you know, two-point oriented, you know, shooting a high percentage from, like, you know, three feet from the net dunking and everything so um, well yeah he just needs to come play the raptors so he can make it on to uh you know everybody's instagram with the dunk over somebody yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Heat on him. Yeah. oh yeah well yeah the uh 
Yeah, I was going to say earlier, I was surprised to see Capella out there after Miles Bridges pretty much ended his life, but uh, see that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the announcers on that one were going pretty intense. Oh, yeah, that guy, I thought he was going to have a heart attack on this Charlotte <laughs> broadcast. Holy heck. Yeah, I heard that. Oh, that last. It puts Matty to shame. When was that one? Oh, oh uh, just Miles a couple Bridges nights ago. Oh, yeah, I have to look that right up. Right down Broad Street. Okay. Yeah, you'd know it if you'd seen it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we have three games left this week. You know, one tonight there, San Antonio, obviously. You know, the always good to see DeRozan again. And uh, I imagine yeah, he'll be chatting it up with Lowry a little bit on the court. Pirtle. Uh, and then they have, yeah, Pirtle, who's actually having a pretty good season. And, Not tonight. Uh, Ken Burch is going to shut tonight. him down. Nope. Ken Burch has <laughs> got him. Now. Still going to lose, but yeah. Ken Burch is going to shut him down. Then I believe it's Orlando on Friday and OKC on Sunday. And then I think it's a quiet week next week. I think they only have two games next week, which is strange considering it's been like four or five every uh, week coming up. Mm. But, you know, three technically winnable games. Uh, obviously, we're looking for it to go in the other direction I'll at take this one point. Win. I'll take one win. Take one win. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, like Orlando is pretty much the zombie Orlando. Like, Terrence Ross does not even look interested anymore, so I think that's probably where you're going to find your win. Yeah. But um, the OKC always seems to just play way harder than they should. Yeah. I'd like to and see Sam, that one be our win, just just because, like, you know, if you, it's less of a confidence boost and you still want to keep people's confidence up. You don't want us to, like, yeah. go out there and consistently have good games from a few guys but still lose all the time. So, you know, it'd be nice to beat a decent team, still lose the other games for whatever reasons. But, uh, you know, I'll still, as long as we don't get more than one, I'll be happy. And uh, <laughs> if I could pick which one, that was that's kind of my mentality. It's like, let us win one of the challenging ones lose on these garbage ones where people are getting garbage minutes, you know, play Baines against Orlando or something. Baines and, <laughs> and, uh, That's the new tanking. Just play Baines. <laughs> Baines and Johnson wow, out together. Okay. Yeah, that, Johnson uh, at the point. That, hopefully nobody on that Twitter <laughs> listens to us there, Ben, because you're going to be getting some flack. Uh, I know, the guy's uh, vicious. I'm telling you. You should look it up. It's pretty funny. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we yeah. have uh, three games coming up this week. We'll be getting at you guys a couple more times leading into the weekend there. Uh, we'll you know, hope for some good basketball, see some development from the young guys, what we got going with Birch, et cetera. Uh, thank you very much, uh, everybody, for tuning in here. I'm, as always, here with Kieran Smythe. Take care. We'll see you soon. And Ben Harrison. Have a great day, everybody. I'm off to the golf course. Hey, there it is. And I'm Brandon Hodgins. As always, we love you, B, and have a good day. Bye-bye. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.